Uh, hey, hey, Justin. I know. Hey, I'm, hey. I know. I'm like over three on pitches, but uh, got a hot new writer. We've got uh, this guy who looks a lot like Elvis Presley. Ooh, I love Elvis. And so, okay, great. And so, what we'll do is we'll we'll have him and his lard ass friend and his other smart ass friend. Hey, and I have a bunch of juvenile delinquents who are looking for something to do. Can we just put them in random roles? Yes, yes. What we're going to do is just set up the camera and roll. And whatever steps in front of the camera, that's the movie. Also, my cousin is a uh, recently released sex offender. Uh, can he play a lifeguard? Do you have any scenes where he can use a lifeguard in? Sure. Nobody cares about that, that now. It's 1987. How would you even know? I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I was just overhearing from outside the elevator, and now I'm entering. Uh, I heard, Justin, you said uh, juvenile delinquents. Is there any way we could just make them delinquent instead? <laughs> we'll see. I'd rather, I'd rather no one be young in this movie. <laughs> They've been held back so many times they're considered juvenile delinquents. <laughs> also, the, the where I bowl every Wednesday, uh, there's a ladies' league, and I'm pretty sure I can consider i can get half of them to take their tops off Great. <laughs> uh, guys we're the best all right drop the theme Welcome back to the Cable Boys, the internet's only podcast about movies. Uh, that's right, Justin. We are just three smart asses with lard asses who like to talk about movies from our childhood that were inappropriate for one reason or another. Like the 1987 teen sex comedy, Senior Week, starring <laughs> nobody. None of these people uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. Also, calling it a comedy is very generous. It's loose. Call it, calling it a movie is even... Uh, <laughs> it is uh, definitely a filmed thing uh, that was edited into an amorphous shape uh, for viewing, not in theaters, uh, eventually just on TV. We're going to do our best to discuss this movie, but we should warn the listeners. It's going to be hard. This... Uh, I think on the Twitch show, I said, made Bikini Car Wash Company 2 <laughs> seem like a movie. I'm sorry, guys. This is all me. This is bittersweet. Um, as, I've, as I've mentioned before, this is a movie that my friends and I, when we were 13 and it was a sleepover, we watched the first five minutes, which is the only scene of note, really. Um, the first five scenes is like, a, or the first five minutes is a dream sequence where our lead character, a guy named Everett, daydreams about the girls in his classroom taking their shirts off. And as 13-year-olds, we were very intrigued by this movie. We thought, okay, this has promise. We might like this. And then God was like, no, you can't watch this. And it spit... <laughs> the tape out and ate the tape. And I mean, it was a blockbuster tape. So I don't know what happened. I don't know how that story uh, 
resolved itself, but uh, apparently God is a real stickler for R versus uh, PG thirteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just like, nope, not happening. <laughs> not even then. He was like, God was like, I like tits. You can't watch this movie. <laughs> no, I love tits. I made them. I like I was the original tit guy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we so we it spit out. I never remembered the name of the movie, and for almost thirty years, three decades, I've been trying to find this movie and i so i i follow uh night flight on instagram and they posted uh something not from the first five minutes but just something and they said senior week was released 29 years ago or whatever and uh it has the controversial opening scene Uh and that's all they said they didn't even describe the scene and i was like that's it that's the movie I started screaming and Angel was like, what, what's going on? She like ran in and I was like, senior week. That's the name of the movie. And I like, they were like, it's on Tubi. And I fucking ran to the TV and put it on. And I was like, this is it. This is it. And we sat down and the scene was not quite like I remembered, which is odd. Uh, I remembered all the girls taking their tops off, but instead it was the uh, elderly teacher and um elderly <laughs> she's like 55 she's probably like 34 <laughs> <laughs> she looked old man she looked old do you think people looked older back then because people smoked more uh yeah and just the haircuts in general were like not super flattering i think mm-hmm. also those those ladies had uh pretty pretty heavy tans and that, mm-hmm. and that tends to uh tan the hide a little bit um yeah so we watched it and uh now we're now we're discussing it for this show yeah uh what a triumphant moment Mm -hmm. that immediately uh (laughs) led to an hour and a half of just pure boredom (laughs) (laughs) i mean waiting 30 years to be bored to tears by Mm -hmm. yeah and and you know what i didn't full disclosure I didn't even watch the last eight minutes. (laughs) I was like, I don't care. I was like, this movie has taken enough for me. It didn't just take an hour and a half. It took 29 years of brain space. I'm done with it. Uh, The last eight minutes is the best part. It really (laughs) turns the whole thing around. I suggest you start from the beginning. Well, let's discuss. Let's let's say what happens. And then we'll kind of go through and correct the movie. Because there's a lot of like you don't you don't know what you're doing here. Well, it's very like. It seems like they just wanted to make capitalize on a teen, like a Porky's type movie. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a Porky's ripoff in a way. Porky, yeah. like the the poster says, Porky's meets um, One Crazy Summer. Yeah, which I can also see some of that influence as well. But it's again, it's people watching something funny and then going like, we can do that, but not realizing they're not funny, and nobody related to this project is funny <laughs> like yeah but like I, even the sound I, guy wasn't funny but i want to i want to <laughs> stress the movie not being funny is like number four on its list of like offenses Ooh, you think okay let's list the offenses not funny not being not even knowing a, like a movie like there are so many shots where the camera is just like placed somewhere indiscriminately <laughs> yes. like maybe like they're across the street from something and like way in the distance is the, what's happening in the movie like the character on the phone they never do 
uh, inserts. They never do like a different angle. We're just watching things like. <laughs> nothing seems like a second take either. <laughs> nothing, what, clearly nothing was a second take. Everything seems like a rehearsal. And yeah, and there's like moments, again, I'm thinking as the kids are, so it's like four friends or three friends and they kidnap one guy. There's like four plots going on. Yeah, they it's it's just your classic uh, three friends uh, do a felony and <laughs> drive yeah. drive down to Florida. Do multiple felonies in the in the yeah. process of the movie. And so at some point they stop at a gas station, and that's where I'm talking about the cameras set up uh, across the street from the gas station. Uh, and one boyfriend is checking in with his girlfriend, but it's done in this. It's not acting. It's just like like Justin said. It sounds like a rehearsal of him like. Yeah, honey, I know I'm here. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's done, it, like, it's so far away from the camera. So it's like, who cares? And then the nerd is also calling someone who we don't know. There's nothing. Should like, have been the cops. Probably should have yeah. since he, <laughs> Yeah, since he was kidnapped. And then they do this thing, like, they go back, they start walking back to the car, and they're kind of doing bits, but it's not movie bits. It's like, it's like, oh, I'm just fucking in a movie. Who cares? And like the the nerd tries to climb into the car and he stumbles a bit, but it's not, they're not trying their best. You know yeah. what I, Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, mm -hmm. it's all half-assed. It's all half-assed. Like nobody, I felt like that was the other thing. It's like, nobody actually knows their lines. It's yeah. all just kind of like, yeah, I kind of got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna, whatever. We should talk about okay. So it's about a. I don't even remember what the dude's name is. Elvis. Let's call him Elvis. No, there was a guy that looked like Elvis and George Clooney. And what's funny is his name in this movie is Everett McGill. Oh, Everett. That's who right. Clooney plays? That's his character in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh, shout out. Yeah, nice little shout out. So he's uh, failing one subject. Mm -hmm. One yeah. subject in high school is holding him back from graduating. Right. And instead of just paying a nerd or somebody to do his essay, okay, okay. just <laughs> okay. Pause, pause. <laughs> We're gonna have our first correction, Fix. or first, our first like what? In the opening scene that I mentioned, the daydream, Everett is dressed like a dweeb, right? Yeah, a complete yeah. nerd, like an argyle sweater, a bow tie. He's clearly uncomfortable around girls. Right? Yeah. I'm not crazy, right? That's how he's portrayed. Right. But I mean, if I was uh, surrounded by 20 different women that were scantily dressed, I would probably be a little bit intimidated as well. You would. But, <laughs> but, yeah. but Everett, Everett in his dream is like that. But when we next see him in real life and pretty much throughout the movie, he's like Mr. Cool. Yeah. He's confident hunk. Yeah. yeah. So that doesn't match up. Mm -hmm. like when he like so the next scene is he's the teacher is telling a, a beautiful performance by this woman by the way i mean just uh, <laughs> last week we talked about oliver stone going all out this woman used every ounce of ability within yeah. her it was her screen debut uh she she left no facial expression unturned yeah she left uh no vocal inflection unused yeah i feel like she was actively trying to ruin the movie <laughs> like like they in some way slighted her mm -hmm. like we're like holding a paycheck and she was like all right 
Well, here I am. It's just what you want as a performance. Yeah. And and the directors were like, hey, this is pretty good. Go with She's this. the only one doing anything. So yeah. yeah. This uh this isn't bad. Are we sure she's not deaf? Like there. <laughs> and she's doing like it's like half like uh Lily Tomlin or who am I thinking of? Rosanna Dana Dana. Yes, a little, yeah. Like that character. Uh-huh. Um, but she reference him as being like a slacker cool guy and he's like all in denim and cowboy boots so instantly you're like i don't know who what is going on here okay i'm sorry i just had to pause also real quick uh does she start the movie with the neck brace yes yeah she has it in yeah why does she have a neck brace is that ever addressed? I know no. that pigeon died, but yeah. it's just like <clears throat> normally, normally in uh, one of these, uh, one of these like series of follies, like we'll we'll see one of the characters get beat up over time, and it accumulates. But she's just right out the gate, like already injured. Well, she's also like, is she fucking the dead pigeon? That's, that, it's sort of like alluded to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, all right, yeah. Yeah, there's an interesting quality to that relationship. Also, like, I feel like every time we start a new thing, we're just going to go backwards. Do you realize that in that opening scene uh, that you remembered, they not only cram one fruit joke in, they go ahead and do another. It's another, like, yeah. it's all fruit jokes. <laughs> like, I, I, I guess, I guess the, I guess it's like uh, you, you bring a, uh, your teacher at Apple, and so that's why he has it in his pocket. It doesn't work as a joke because, like, you wouldn't just have like a messed up bulge in there. <laughs> Is and that an Apple like- in your pocket, or do you have a tumorous <laughs> <gym>? <laughs> Or do you have one ball? Yeah. Um, or, or, uh, do you have elephant titus? Yeah. Do you have a, a herniated yeah. scrotum? <laughs> <laughs> but and then it and then it turns out to just be an apple, which yeah. is not a funny punchline. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. I'm sorry. It would have been funnier if you pulled out a banana. <laughs> so then, so then, like a topless girl pulls out the banana yep. that should have been the original joke, and like, that's yep. her own. And and by the way, that woman, what kind of accent? Where were we placing I her don't from? Know. I was trying to place it. I was like, that country doesn't exist anymore. It was like some uh, Game of Thrones country. <laughs> oh, you're from Dorne. I also want to say. I also have a few more notes from that um, <laughs> from that five minutes. We're we're never gonna leave this. Five yeah. I know. Uh, one, I was like, oh, maybe this is where I found my love of comedic sound effects. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah, when the teacher drops her top, uh, you hear a <laughs> that had to be first. Um, title the first the first pair of titties. Titles go over them. Mm-hmm. No, no, they go over them, but then like the titles like scooch out of the way. Yeah, so so like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't, I know why we're here. Um, I, I, I think this might have been intentional, and this is for the whole movie, but especially the first ten minutes. What year is this movie taking place in? Uh, Nineteen fifty ninety-two. Also in the future. That's cool. Yeah, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Because again, he's he's like a dweeb, but then like an Elvis type rocker. He drives an old car, and in the first couple scenes, I feel like they main they tr- they put other old cars mm-hmm. in in shots to maintain this like oh it's actually the fifties, 
but then I think they're like, fuck it, man, that we can't rent them every day. And then yeah. there's clearly like a 1987 Tercel. So, so, kid, um, take him back to his place uh, where they enjoy like a medieval time style turkey dinner. <laughs> they're eating like these giant legs of turkey. He gets a wild idea, doesn't tell them where they're going. Meanwhile, uh, New Jersey to Daytona Beach, which is where they are, uh, where they get to, is over a thousand miles away. It's mm-hmm. a, it's over, it's like 17 hours down there. Yeah. Uh, and the fat guy is just like, where are we going, South? Yeah, uh, great. There's a McDonald's. <laughs> and it was at, so, at like, it, and it's pitch black. Have you ever just like had just an odd idea and, uh, told your friends to get in the car and they just do it at 10 p.m. Uh, honestly hours. yeah but uh, yeah not for that long but honestly yeah my my friend uh and I used to just drive in the middle of the night from Kent Ohio or Kent State to uh Windsor Canada across from the, it took about five hours but the way he drove uh four four and a half and uh, that's we would go gamble and stuff like that so yeah yeah that, that sort of makes, we did that we went to that new, or at the time, it was the new uh, Kenny Rogers Casino in, like, San Diego or something like that. Yeah, we saw nice. the commercial, and we were like, oh, we should do that. And we're like, yes. We just went and got, like, $40 out of the ATM at the time. You know, like, drove down there, immediately lost it, and drove back. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. And then we also, I mean, on our way, of course, we filmed the entire thing. We just filmed my friend driving, and we made a movie of it. And it was just, uh, you know, occasionally he would raise his eyebrows or try and do. What I'm saying is there's a good solid 12 minutes where it's not, I, I can't legally describe this as a movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's just nothing happening. It's kind of mesmerizing. Because it's like, yeah, they drive to uh, Florida and they just, there's just a side profile shot of this heft, this fun, the fat guy of the group, uh, who's not the comedic uh, nope. relief. He, there's no relief from him. <laughs> and, uh, they're just showing him driving for three or so minutes, and nothing. Like he, like again, does this? Like, yeah, opens his eyes. Nobody's talking. I mean, that like kudos to the director. The director was like, "Well, this is uh, 17 hours." Obviously, the boys are going to have to take shifts. It's mm. insane, and and we really want to show that passage of time. We'll figure out some some fun uh, fun ways to do that on yeah. the day. Well, the weird thing is, is like they the movie. It's like so this main dude, the fat friend, the nerd who they, and then this other friend, this like blonde like beefcake dude. Yeah. With the other plot of like his, he wants to go have fun without his girlfriend, who then follows him. But I'm like, just get rid of that character. Mm-hmm. And give the main guy the girlfriend who right. then follows him down there. Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, there's like, four, like I said, there's four plot lines going on. Yeah. By the way, that blonde guy, did you guys think he was oddly, like, he was ripped? Yeah. Like, he was yoked. But he was like 20, like, now times yoked. Yeah. He didn't seem like 1987 buff, right? You're saying that he, he was before his time? Though? I think yes. so. Yeah. Like, like, the way his like especially like his traps and stuff like mm-hmm. the way he was built 
I don't feel like people in the eighties knew all that much. And like, yeah, they were either like huge, like yeah. Arnold, yeah, or just nothing. Yeah, like like but they were huge because they were all steroids. It was yeah. all water weight steroid shit. But he looked natural. I mean, he I mean yeah. he looked fantastic. He had a good he just, body. Yeah, good great body. body. Great body. Not I didn't like his hair. His hair bothered me. Oh, like that curly close perm. Like yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Was, wasn't great. I don't care for that. Wasn't great. <laughs> so anyway, so they go to Florida. Also, uh, they had no idea they were going, so they clearly didn't pack any clothing. No clothing. That, like all of the clothing changes they bought like, yeah. off of the beach. <laughs> and they, yeah, and they get to the hotel that they're staying at, and and there we have our first of I think a handful of. Hey, are you are you not busy for two minutes? Okay, cool. <laughs> Just stand right here. <laughs> this guy's gonna say we need a hotel room. Whatever you say is gold. Yeah, because that guy clearly was not an actor. Very big. Uh, say forty. Uh, our lead actor is gonna say, "Well, immediately cut it uh, <laughs> in a quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ten bucks. That's fine." And that you know, everybody loves a good transaction scene. I love when people haggle over over motel prices yeah yeah so then his girlfriend and her friend or the guy's girlfriend and friend decide to drive down and visit her friend's cousin yeah it just gets yeah. worse and then why are you good. adding on to everything yeah. just like you have a movie you have an idea just keep yeah her crazy cousin and her cousin and their pet alligator named chuckles and uh the- we never see this alligator, no. but like, boy, did they juice the one sound effect that they, yeah. they just like keep hitting that button over and over again. Again, it's like you don't need this, you don't need it, any of it. And if you don't have an alligator, why, why say that you wow. do? Yeah, it's it's uh, classic Chekhov's alligator. If you're gonna address <laughs> an alligator, we need to see it at some point. I don't care if it's archived footage, if it's B-roll. <laughs> show me the fucking alligator. God, what do you, do you like? Do you think there were conversations like that? Like, do we get B-roll? Do we just go to a party store and get like a, a no. co- like a costume, just a hand or Not something? Not one person questioned it. There was yeah. nobody on set who was like, you know, we don't have an actual <laughs> alligator. <laughs> Really? Because the alligator is like in four of the scenes. It's like it's a main plot point. Uh, it's the funniest thing about <laughs> this. Yeah. Part. Well, this scene is, I got to say, the only two laughs of the whole movie uh-huh. are, are the dad. Oh, oh. the dad was pretty <laughs> <laughs> unintentionally funny. I, pretty. Again, so, again, somebody <laughs> who was just, what? I'm sorry, Kevin. He only has two lines. Yeah, yeah like, and, they, and they were both gold. Yeah, I, I, in fact, I wrote them both down, and I was like, "I'm using that for something." Those are both like the only. It's the only actual bit. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't I know who the, I don't know who that guy was. Uh-huh. The movie should have been about him. Yeah. They should have well, dropped everything. They should have been like, "Fuck, <laughs> fire Elvis, fire this fat guy who's not funny." This, this method is the star of our movie now. You guys want a beer? Nothing's better than a cold beer. Yeah, and then and he then. does it the next morning. You guys want a coffee? Nothing better than a hot coffee. <laughs> Both times I laughed. I, I, I legitimately laughed with the stupid scene where the nerd 
escapes his prison <laughs> and uh, goes grocery shopping. And that girl, he meets the girl who keeps mm-hmm. ramming him with the fucking shopping cart, which is fucking stupid. But, uh, and I can't tell, he's not really into her, but then he starts being into her. I don't know. But then she's like uh, squirting the sinus medicine. And yeah. he's like, oh, do you have hay fever? And she goes, and how? <laughs> Made me laugh. <laughs> it's like, all right, at least like you realized how to to land that joke or the intent of that joke maybe maybe i do like this movie because uh i'm I'm enjoying the retelling of it i i I laughed in that scene uh because her cart is full of just like cotton and stuff and uh he's like do you work in a hospital and she's like no my dog had a little accident and uh that's very funny because that dog was gored by an alligator like mm-hmm. from the previous scene and so it just like it put it it's uh classic in this movie tell don't show uh there, there <laughs> the was, old saying <laughs> the old saying it was just like a bloodbath with like a little terrier with just like limbs all over the place that she was gonna clean up with cotton pads did we ever see the dog no <laughs> No. We never see the dog or the alligator. That's a different movie. That's just happening in another universe. Listen, we can either afford oh, a dog really or we can afford a dog sound effect and an alligator sound effect. This fat guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I wrote. This fat guy sucks. And he <laughs> did. And if you're not a funny fat guy, pack it up and get the fuck out we don't need you <laughs> if you're not a funny fat guy get get the hint and this guy did and i uh i looked him up a little bit oh did you because i uh yeah i was like he he has an interesting look and i was like maybe it's their fault that they didn't know how to use him. is he not in something i thought i recognized him from something i thought i recognized him too and unless unless you've seen butterscotch how sweet it is which i think might have been a porno i think he was in a handful of quasi pornographic films that that's a pretty serious allegation you better you better okay his his next movie after senior week senior week was his first picture after that he did a thriller called thrilled to death um, it just says it's a thriller. I couldn't find it anywhere, but it is directed by Chuck Vincent, who is a well-known smut peddler, shot a lot mm. of beefcake, uh, or pound cake. Which one is it? bottom. <laughs> yeah, he shot uh, Jack and Jill. Uh, it's an adult comedy romance. Jack is alone at home as wife Jill left him a note saying she had to go and pay a visit to her mother. He receives the visit of a bad mouth prostitute and some foreplay ensues of the S&M nature. After sex, Jill takes off her blonde wig. It's just an act to put salt and pepper in their marriage. Didn't sound very good. Wow. Um, he was also, he also directed, uh, I think he might've done one of the, um, what's her name? Tracy Lord movies. I think he directed Tracy Lord pictures. Hmm. Anyway, that guy's name is the fat guy's named Alan Nagar. 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 He's dead. Died in 2017. 
Wow. Survived, uh, by, survived by his wife and uh, parents. I, got, I was a little stoned and I read his obituary. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got real Jeez. sad. I got real sad. And that was when the gummy hits. Oh. This whole movie's when the gummy hits. <laughs> and I didn't even take a gummy. I was just like, Jesus Christ. I, <laughs> how much did I take? <laughs> yeah. The part. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I want to read. I clicked on one uh, another uh, picture that Alan was in. 1990s New York's finest. And I didn't write this. This is the uh, synopsis of New York's finest. A crossdresser helps three whores on their search for rich husbands. <laughs> <laughs> they do travel in packs. Uh, well, rest in peace. Um, Alan. Alan, uh, we, we miss you. We, we miss you. We loved uh, your work. We, we love that uh, you made a meal of having a giant uh, stuffed animal that you guys won from the boardwalk. I hated then, that. Yeah, just danced, danced the night away. And uh, they kept cutting back to him dancing as if it was going to be funny this time. Yeah. <laughs> and never was. He just kept right on doing the same shit. I'll tell you what. So we don't get too lost in the weeds because it's a hard movie to just dig into yeah. because everything's terrible. Yes. But I feel like all three of us have a scene that makes you go, hmm. Mm -hmm. So why don't we each just address that? Like, think of the one that really made your eyes go cross. Uh, I have two. So okay, let's see if you pick one of mine. I'll go first. Yeah, go first. So yeah. The first one is the the fucking uh, diner scene where they order the hoagies. Yes. Yes. So fat dude and Elvis, which is, you know, usually synonymous with one of them, uh, go into a fucking diner boardwalk place to order food. Ask if the lady, ask the lady if they have hoagies. She says, look at the sign. This feels like an awful, like the worst, uh, like Albert and Costello routine. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, like somebody, they think they're being funny and quippy and it, it's not. And what's great is, yes, I th had the exact same thought. But I was like, this is pre-YouTube where you could just, like today, we could just look up who's on first and, and watch it for a minute, a couple times and be like, oh, I get the rhythm. I get it. Let's go. Like, I, I feel like we could do this. This is pre-YouTube. So somebody was like, hey, let's do something like who's on first. And they yeah. probably had never even seen it. And they were like, yeah, okay. Who's on first? Me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who's on first? Ted Williams. Cool. End of sketch. <laughs> so they order a, a hoagie and there's a million different ingredients you can put on the hoagie, which make no sense. They're just there to be stupid. Now, did you notice there was a, another sign? So there was a sign with all the ingredients, but in the beginning of the scene by the cash uh, register, there's a different sign that says, if you can say it, we'll make it. Uh, did you see that? I didn't no. see that. Which throws the entire monkey wrench into the scene. Yeah. Because the scene is just them saying things and the dinette people being like, I don't want to make that. And it's like, yeah, but your sign right here is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the whole thing is just naming something and then two items later. Uh, 86 in it 
and then adding something else, but then going back and adding it back in. It makes no fucking sense. And then they get it and they can't pay and they squirt mustard. Right. But what's confusing about the bit is that it feels like they're just trying to be a pain in the ass. Right. By saying a bunch of gross shit. They're like, we want a pizza hoagie with Mm -hmm. sauerkraut and sardines and oil. And then they go. So that's it. So the woman's just writing all the stuff down that sounds disgusting. Then they shift gears to the second bit, which you said, which was like, okay, no, we don't want oil. No, I want oil. So that, so that, so she's like, 86 oil. No, put it on. Then, which would destroy a car, by the way, <laughs> they just take the gear shift and throw it in reverse. So when the guy puts the hoagie down and they don't have money, they then act like they want the hoagie and they steal it. Yeah. But yeah. that undermines the original bit, which is like, no, we're just making something that's gross. It's like, why would you want to eat that then? No, I think they really were ordering. I think they really were ordering. They I, wanted that that first bit you think is a bit and it's not a bit. It's not a bit. It's just mm. like they, they are trying to order a sandwich. And what's funny to the audience is that it's not good. But that's not how comedy works. <laughs> like you're not just supposed to. We obviously know this. <laughs> you're arguing with the wall. <laughs> Stop trying it's, to make sense of it. No, but it's their job to do the comedy, not us. It's their job to edit correctly and set up a camera correctly, and they did none of it. Yeah. Also, just like to uh, to piggyback onto that, I love that this teacher is just like tracking them down like uh <laughs> like the detective from natural born killers just like uh somehow finding her way to the same lifeguard stand finding her way to the same hoagie place and then uh uh she goes like i'm looking for some uh i'm looking for a kid and they go uh what does he look like yeah and she says he's rude, he's obnoxious, and he's not going to graduate. Yeah, the dude yeah. immediately knows who she's. Yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. It's, then, see, it's senior it's, week. It's spring break. It's nothing but rude, obnoxious yeah. kids. There's nine, 19 different movies happening on this beach. <laughs> also, yeah, we no. should say that the our main characters drove to Florida, but oh. the teacher and Ooh. the and the girlfriends flew, and they were able to do that by going to the the counter at a airline and saying, I want one ticket to Florida, (laughs) which is not how that works. Obviously. It's really not how it works. Uh, This is a a good enough uh, place as any. Um, So as I was going through Amazon reviews uh, uh, for, for heralded uh, segment, everyone's a critic. I actually saw a two-star review from someone named T Sizemore three. <laughs> oh, uh oh. T Sizemore three writes, forgettable late nineteen eighties teen comedy with no real teenagers in the cast. I think this went straight to video and late night cable TV. I only bought a copy because I worked on the movie as a production assistant in wow. Daytona Beach, where I was going to college. Yes, my name is in the credits. I went into the credits. His name is Tom Sizemore. Wow. Uh, no one working on it was under the illusion that they were making fine art, but they didn't do too badly considering how small of a budget they had. 
I watched it for the first time in a couple of decades when I received uh, when I received this DVD and became a little nostalgic as the boardwalk area of Daytona Beach no longer looks like it did in the movie. I did appreciate the behind the scenes bonus feature in the DVD as I saw a lot of the people I worked with. By the way, that's nowhere. I like I looked mm. I I uh, to buy it or no no uh, the, the, the footage behind the scenes fee. I'm not gonna buy this DVD. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, one thing they left out was why in the dialogue they kept saying they were going to or in Florida and not specifically Daytona Beach. Uh, this was that after the movie Porky's came out, having been shot in a couple of Miami high schools and causing a bit of an uproar, the Daytona Beach city government were afraid to have the city's name associated with another teen sex comedy. Uh, so we had to gaff over, uh, gaffer tape over any visible signage. So it, it was on purpose that I say. it was just a loose Florida. But yeah, uh, speaking of controversy, uh, I assume uh, it's it's funny that the one scene that you think of, Mike, as being from your childhood is actually the only scene that anyone knows. Anyone of. remembers, yeah. That's all anyone got through. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like uh, it, it's because they filmed it in a junior high school. Uh, the principal apparently signed a deal for $1,500 for them to film it, did not read the script, had no idea there was nudity, and uh, principal got suspended uh, for, like, I think 12 days or something. Uh, it was it was covered by New York Times. Uh, it was on Current Affair, like, three different times as they, like, updated the story because eventually the students started protesting uh, his name was Nick, and so they said, uh, we want we want Nick. Forget the flick. I don't remember hearing about the movie Senior Week being mentioned in any category during the Academy Awards last month, but maybe it'll qualify next year as most controversial. It was this little movie that had a big impact, at least on the people of Palisades Park, New Jersey. It turns out the film was a bit naughty. A New Jersey high school principal is suspended today because he allowed a movie company to shoot nude scenes at his school. The principal says he did nothing wrong. This little flick, produced back in the summer of 1987, caused one of the most explosive and controversial weeks in the school's history, which resulted in the principal's suspension. The principal was taking the fall for the filming of a risque, topless, heavy film in the classrooms at the high school. You're tardy, Everett. You have to be tough. It is a low-budget movie called Senior Class, badly written, poorly acted, laced with sexual innuendo and nudity. But folks in Palisades Park, New Jersey, were flabbergasted to find out parts of it had actually been filmed inside their high school. But we didn't realize the impact of it until the very next morning, uh, the Sunday and Monday's newspaper articles were very, very, uh, you know, uh, frightening. It says, principal suspended open nudity flick. But Rotunda wasn't the only person who was upset. But nobody, not the school board, not the principal, thought to look at the script. They're just labeling uh, Palisades Park. It, it's labeling us as second-rate people. Now there's a new development. Here's Janet Tamaro with an update. These high school students demonstrated for two days to get their principal back. Forget the flick and stick with Nick. Tonight, at a jammed opening session of the newly elected school board, the vote was to do just that. Mr. Rotunda's reinstated. Uh, Justin, what's your second? 
my second one seeing that makes you go mm. is I texted you guys. Yes. Wait to get to minute fifty-eight. Oh yeah. boy. In the script. <clears throat> and what happens in minute fifty-eight, you have to explain earlier in the movie when the girl, the girlfriend and her friend come to track down the blonde dude. Uh, they go to a nightclub. She sees the her boyfriend having fun with some girl. She gets really angry, starts to storm outside, bumps into a dude who then just holds her without her will in this place or her. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa, 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 where are you going? Wait, hold, slow down, slow down. And she's like, let me go. And he's like, no, no, no. It's very creepy. And he's very aggressive. A serial killer enters this movie. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay. But he's, I think he's just supposed to be like the rich dude who he then gives her her number. Yeah. Later on in the movie, she decides to call him. Can I, can I pause you for yes. one second? Because I do have a big huh in this scene. Okay. The girl and the, her friend are at the club and they see the blonde guy and she's like, is that Nick? They're very surprised that he's there and that he's with a woman. You went to fucking Florida <laughs> to find him. <laughs> you did your job. What are you surprised about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That I was yeah, just yeah. Even, yeah. The cousin is like, let's not go here. It like clearly they're at this club because they think yes. There. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. There, there are like three different scenes where they're always like, just like, wait, is that? Oh my god, it is. It, it, yeah, like, it's a device that happens four different times. Yeah. So yeah. they, so this rich dude is like, oh, call me sometime. So they end up going out with him. He has a limo, mm -hmm. him and his buddy. And which also was funny because the other dudes are driving by and they see his car and you hear one of them go, oh man, look at that guy's car. He must be rich. And I'm like, if I saw a dude driving a limo that was his car, I'd be like, that dude has some has fallen on some hard times. <laughs> like, that yeah, is not he's, not, he's not the rich one. <laughs> yeah. It's not how a limo it's, works. Uh, yeah, exactly. This movie doesn't know how a limo works. <laughs> so anyways, this rich dude, I think he knows she's 17 as well. Doesn't she say she's 17? Yeah. So anyways, they nothing happens with them. But then at minute 58, we cut, smash cut to his house on the beach. Yeah. Or something. And he's sexually assaulting a maid. A maid, yeah. That we has never been introduced. No. <laughs> his no. house has never been introduced. It's just smash also, cut to he's also using the same line on her yes. as, as he did uh on on uh the main girl. Yes. But then it's like she immediately like runs away. But then I was like, I'm being raped. He's trying to rape me. And I was like, holy shit, this movie. That's what I thought. Like, that first thing, like, but if I was like, oh, it's the 80s. They're not going to really say anything about rape. Yeah. But they never. That's it. That's nothing else. That's like, I honestly <laughs> thought, I mean, I said serial killer. I When I watched that, when he, when they're in the limo with him, it was like, it was odd, like, there was an odd feeling. I was like, is this movie going to take a hard turn mm -hmm. and like he yeah. kills them or, or maybe it just threatens it, like keeps them captured. And then the guys have to then save her. He has, a, I was like, that's a more interesting that's movie. That's a movie. That's a movie. But instead of kidnapping the girls, uh, the producers decided, the writers decided to uh, instead kidnap the term paper. Because yes. yeah, yeah. That, that's how you raise the stakes. And then yeah. have a, a Goonies type beach race. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's like you you had it was like a fork in the road. You guys could have made a very interesting, probably flawed, but very interesting at least movie. Nah, you went the other way. Or it's they were stunk. like, you made it worse. We, I, I know we're going in the direction of a beach race. Should we cut the rape scene? Because we could cut that and <laughs> movie still makes sense. They're like, it's already, uh, uh, we'd have to tell Gary and then Gary would have to come in early and we don't he, he said he's early. only doing one he's only doing one pass on this and, yeah uh, and then he's got to hop on meatballs too and uh <laughs> he really does give off like rapey vibes three different times and then like they're just like i don't think the audience is gonna get it Let's- he, he's the only guy with any talent like the like acting talent yeah uh do you know who he is no no his name is gordon mcdonald uh, you wouldn't know that from looking at uh, the IMDb page of Senior Week. Uh, his name is not listed in the credits. Uh, I, because I was like, I was looking through all the names. I didn't, I didn't remember what his name was, and uh, and I was like, none of these are him. Uh, I went back into the movie, watched the actual credits. Uh, he's credited as the name Lance. Um, the reason that he took his name off imdb is he is a respected british actor uh who is holly hunter's partner uh Mm -hmm. they've been in a relationship uh since uh 2001 uh when she got divorced uh from uh uh, janice kaminsky cinematographer of saving private ryan and schindler's list wow yeah they have uh two two girls together they met on a they met on a production at San Jose Repertory Theater. Wow. Uh but yeah, like he's he's a real actor. Uh of course he is. He's British. That yeah. means real. Sure, but sure. yeah, he was in The Thin Red Line, he was in Perfect Stranger, uh The Brave One. Wow. He, he did he he's done some TV as well. Um but yeah, he he started a career, uh, is partners with Holly Hunter and decided, hey, maybe I don't need that rapey first thing I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outside of this uh, fake Tom Sizemore or whoever that guy is, uh-huh. I think if you just went down the line and asked everybody involved, like, hey, were you, did you do senior week? They'd be like, I don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, what a, uh, uh, looking back in the credits when I looked for Tom Sizemore, someone else, uh, another production assistant is credited as Marilyn Monroe. Mm. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> you just don't want to put your name on this pile. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, do you have a scene that makes you go, hmm? Oh, man, there's so many. Uh, I think, I think the old, uh, it, it's it's very funny that like we win the day um the uh the rapey guy is vanquished um not really he drives away at his limo i think he's totally fine yeah. uh, like the the beach race ends with a car crash not his uh they're going to get arrested by the cops the the rich guy like gets off scot free just like throws uh throws the paper in the dumpster uh negating the entire chase scene <laughs> he throws it in a dumpster next to them but yeah it's like oh we uh, at least at least we're done with rapiness and no, then we're not done with rapiness we're not uh because like <laughs> as as you often do 
uh, there is a amateur courtroom at your high school uh, when, <laughs> when, when your teacher accuses you of plagiarism. Uh, she doesn't show up on time, is just cracking herself up, just wine drunk, just like feet up on the table, uh, obviously like lost track of time. And then the lifeguard shows up. Yeah. She faints and he's like jackpot <laughs> this is what i missed thank you jesus thank Christ. you for bringing this up he yeah he just starts like kissing the passed out teacher uh who has passed out from a combination of wine and surprise that he followed her all the way from florida uh and then she starts waking up realizes is is like yeah kiss me and he's like oh it's things are getting kinky at that point he starts clucking like a chicken and waving his arms like wings are you for real this is i didn't haven't seen this yeah yeah he thinks she <laughs> thinks this is why she thinks it's the fucking bird from the desk she's like oh whatever the bird's name is like oh like, like Oh, Larry, your feathers. And he's like, oh, baby. Oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, he just starts, he just starts clucking. He starts sexually she, assaulting her. She, yeah, after, after Oof. assaulting for a bit, uh, he's <clears> like, oh, we're, we're into bird play. <laughs> and, well, that's uh, good. That's going to be, yeah, go ahead. Oh, so so she like bursts into the courtroom, uh, followed by the lifeguard uh, making chicken sounds. <laughs> and that's wow. why, I'm like, uh, we're throwing this case out. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to and go then, back and Evan passes out again, and he drags her out. And then the last shot is her passed out in his car, driving away, and him going like, "You're gonna love Florida." Wow, it's dark. This is a tough segue to <laughs> the beat-off. I'm going to come. Oh. We have to have it. I mean, it's a well, we know it's not. Yeah, it's a legitimate segment, and uh, there are more than one uh, nude scenes in this movie. It's true. Um. The problem is that none of them are remotely sexy. No. No. I mean, remotely. There's there's no interplay either. It's There's no lovemaking scenes. There's no makeup. It's just, let's bring another woman on here and just, yeah, I know. I said 150, but we only got like 25 left. And they're all like ruined by, they're ruined by something. So like there's a scene in the middle where they all three dudes have fantasies back to back as they're dreaming. They obviously couldn't get a, (laughs) <laughs> they didn't have a budget to go anyplace else so they're all the same blue screen the same, yeah. The same yeah they're set. all in some office room yeah uh gerard has a dream that's like or everett what is the name everett yeah his dream oh. is he's had like a beauty pageant a beauty pageant and then there's like a fucking neil hamburger is there as the yeah <laughs> <laughs> So in your fantasy, you have Neil Hamburger who keeps bringing on girls. Girls, I wrote, Miss Miami Beach is 52 years old. (laughs) That woman was legitimately middle-aged. Well, bringing on, so I'm like, that's ruined by this random dude in your dream. Mm -hmm. And then fat dude has, 
he's like a Roman emperor, and it's just ruined by him being in it. Awful. Yeah, being yeah. In, yeah in it. And then the blonde dude has his dream is his girlfriend is there, but she's like a dominatrix and has him chained and he's on his knees acting like a dog. But then a girl comes, a topless girl comes and he decides to go with her. It's very weird. And, and leaving his girlfriend. I mean, this is your fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's time to end the relationship. Yeah, your I mean, fan- yeah, exactly. Your fantasy is ruining her life. <laughs> like you're doing both. Yeah, the- it, it felt it felt also just like that relationship in general. From the beginning, she was like, uh, "You never hang out with me. You all like, what are you gonna do? Go hit the club and like talk to girls." Her friend is like, "Hey, maybe this isn't gonna work out. You like, you we shouldn't chase him. Uh, we should we should leave yeah. him. He's clearly unhappy in the relationship. But the second that he sees uh, another guy going for her." Uh, he gets jealous. He tries to rekindle the relationship despite his dream telling him not to. And she falls for it. Like that's supposed to be a happy ending that like the relationship we've never been rooting for, we don't think is a good idea is uh, <laughs> comes back around. I feel like this movie is going to clean up at the Cable Ace Boy oh, Awards. Yes, yes clear, clear contender. Like Silent Night, Deadly Night was Titanic, and this is Lord of the Rings saying, "Get out of the way, bitch!" Yeah. Like we're coming in here, and we're taking all the awards. Uh, what was the the nerds' fantasy? Who gives a fuck? That's true. All right, let's get to reviews and be done with this. Yeah, seriously, this universe of these people. I want to, I want to get away from all these people involved. There are there. There's two more things I want to bring up. Oh no. Okay. Uh, one is uh when he gets the girl in the end the magazine girl yeah she like comes in looking all hot like having some sort of like short dress that uh uh, gold is like there there's like a gold uh circle but then she also has a gold uh like belt and so it kind of looks like it says q um man i really have to go back and watch this last Mm -hmm. eight minutes uh and then she says, many have yearned for me. She like walks across the bar. She like whispers in his ear, many have yearned for me. And his response is, well, hot dog, baby. Yeah, she's like, many have can never like quenched my lust or something like that. Uh, she says, beg to be released from the unquenchable fire. I wrote it down because it was bonk. Also, this whole scene seems like a fantasy. Because oh. nobody else sees him with this girl. And then at the end of the movie, after he wins his court case in school, <laughs> they all come out on the steps in a line. And this random like principal, I guess, is like, so what are you going to do now? And he's like, oh, there's a girl down in Florida. I'm going to go back to. I was like, I, I think that was a fantasy. Like, are you a crazy person? I think this movie is about a crazy person who never actually met this girl. And isn't it incredible? It, I saw this movie. Incredible. I saw this movie five minutes of this movie 29 years ago. All these years later, a lot of stuff has happened. Lead actors became priests. The fat guy died. <laughs> we all became friends. Nobody else in this this movie ruined everyone's career, basically. 
Yeah, this is like the closest to the ring that we've talked about. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, this movie, like, like every actor, I mean, did some did more than others, but felt like a lot of people were like, if this is what this business is, I'm done. Just yeah. out. <laughs> the the majority have like three credits. Yep. It was their first thing, and then they just kind of like, I'll give it two more shots, but Jesus and, Christ. And all these years later, you can find this movie on a streaming platform. Yep. Yeah. Wild. What a life. What life is crazy, you know? A mere click away, and you can let's, ruin your night. Let's uh let's read some all right. reviews. All right. Let's go to reviews. Uh you're gonna be surprised to hear this, but no uh major movie reviewer has reviewed this movie. Uh perhaps because it was just released on video uh and not in the theaters, but but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't find uh one poor soul who again and some guy has one DVD. Yep. <laughs> like yeah. There's a DVD of this just floating around. Uh however, let's go straight into our heralded segment. Everyone's a critic. Uh Frank Thompson gave this one star. Frank wrote embarrassed to call this B minus movie sophomoric would be giving it a huge promotion. I am embarrassed to confess to watching it. If it was an attempt to create some kind of cult hit, it was a huge failure. The overacting of several characters was appalling. Frank also gave five stars to Antonin Dvorak, cello concerto, dramatic and passionate. Beijing Fox 2 and California music fan have just about covered the bases regarding this outstanding recording, but I wanted to add a few words from a different perspective. Listen to this CD without being involved in another activity. Turn down the lights. Allow yourself to be totally immersed in the music. All three pieces, but especially Shelamo, are emotionally powerful and will sweep you away. I like him. He like uh, he likes high and low art. Yeah, he's really? like uh, he's like I'm listening to Beethoven while reading Screw magazine. That's cool. Do you think? Do you think uh, he put this on this movie on and like started to turn down the lights? He <laughs> <laughs> like he tried to create the mood and then he was just like, this, it's not hidden. Uh, we also have Chuckster seventy three one star. He wrote one star. Thought it was stupid. Chuckster also gave five stars to Marcy Recumbent Exercise Bike. Good machine. Well worth the money that I spent. Wish the pretty girl came with it. Oh, well. Can't win them all. And he didn't like Senior Week? That's the plot, basically. (laughs) Uh, I could read more, but who? No. I really, I meant it. I want to get away, not just from this movie, but these people... Mm-hmm. Everything involved is gross and awful and sad. And I feel like we like found like our collective like grandfathers, like it was like, oh, look at the shoebox in the back of grandpa's uh you know closet. And we open it up and it's just spread eagle grandma, you know, like, oh, I always wonder I kn- he had cameras, but I never took a- saw him take a photo. You know, it's like now you're seeing your grandma's butthole and yeah, it's just grandma porn. And then like, uh, is that a swastika? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's right. get on down to popcorn or pippity pop. Oh, that's ought to be good. Ooh, okay, I'll, I'll go. I'll go first. 
I'm going to give him this a hearty fuck you, Mike Postalakis. Yeah. Come uh, on. That is so weird, Justin. <laughs> I can't believe it. Because the review that I am giving is fuck you, Post. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what's weird is crazy is that uh, <laughs> my popcorn review originated 29 years ago uh-huh mm-hmm. when i was like hey let's put this in the vcr and it spit it out and in my head i said fuck you mike <laughs> fuck you i know what you're gonna do i know you're gonna obsess over something that you don't need to obsess about and it's gonna overtake your life for near 30 years and it'll pay off or it won't pay off it'll it be uh off. yeah so yeah, yeah. They say everything happens for a reason. And when that VCR spit that tape out, you should have you should have taken the hint. Yeah. And if you haven't watched this movie, listeners, don't. Yeah. This movie's like a fucking one of those like not safe for work blue hyperlinks on a Reddit thread that are like, don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. You gotta you gotta feel you're gonna regret it. You're gonna have to go look at a bunch of fucking puppies after. Don't do it. Not even just that. I mean, you're not missing anything that we haven't described. Yeah. The rest is filler. The rest is just shots of driving and uh, a guy on the beach, you know, saying like, look, lady, I don't know. (laughs) You know, camera shots where somebody obviously was tired and just put the camera on the bed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you, there's nothing to put together. Like we told you everything. I know, I know you said that we're done with this, but uh, there's that one scene. It's after, <laughs> it's after the whipped cream bath. Debbie Sue shows up to the door of the nerd. He opens it. They say nothing has happened in the scene so far. It's just back to like, they've already hooked up. He answers the door. She's wearing gold gloves, high heels, zebra pants a cheetah top she's got a bottle of champagne she's got chains hanging off of her belly and then she either says hi there sailor boy or she says uh what came up on my subtitles hi hi there seller boy (laughs) which is such a funnier like she's about to go put those chains that are around her waist, like tying them up downstairs. Uh, and then it just cuts away. It was a scene that served zero purpose. Yep. We already knew they hooked up. We just needed to see her in that outfit. She never wears it again. I just... They're like, cut. And he's like, great. We're going to go to the scene where we make out now. They're like, uh, no, it's not on the script. Moving on. <laughs> Eventually, they cut to them in bed, and he, like, smells her breath or something, and then they cut away again. Like, there's nothing. It's just, they just, they had footage, and it was so low budget that they couldn't afford not to use all of it. Uh, Well, we have been the Cable Boys. Uh, We're so, so sorry if we ruined your day like we ruined ours. Uh, You can find us on Instagram. You can find us at Twitch uh, every Wednesday at 6. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify and or iTunes, all with Cable Boys Pod. Our theme song is by Casey Trela. He's a real sweetheart. Check out his tunes. And yeah, um, 